Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are ready to read 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Now I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. The uh, last session, in the last session, we wrote, we wrote, okay, sorry about that. We read uh, chapter 6. Now at the end of chapter 6, Paul is basically telling us, telling the Corinthians and us to, uh, you know, to uh, not be bound together with uh, unbelievers and to not, uh, you know, don't get tied up in their idol worship. And because when you're caught up with unbelievers, inevitably you tend to, you know, get some of that idol worship rubbed off on you where, you know, maybe you're following money or you're following something else uh, more than God. And, you know, say so saying, you know, don't touch what is not clean, you know, and <clears throat> come out from among unbelievers and be separate. So, uh, you know, anyway, uh, and he's uh, telling us uh, this last uh, this last bit here. Um, this is from God and I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So that is how. Chapter 6 ends. We're ready to read 2 Corinthians chapter 7. So I'm going to start here in verse 1. Therefore, since we have these great and wonderful promises, the promises being what we had just read, that we would be God's father, uh, God's uh, sons and daughters. Um, therefore, since we have these great and wonderful promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, completing holiness, living a consecrated life, a life set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God. So we're continuing on the theme of, of making ourselves separate by consecrating our lives to God, living in God's will as we should for God. Make room for us in your hearts. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have cheated no one. I do not say this to condemn you, for I have said before that you are nested in our hearts, and you will remain there to die together and to live together with us. Great is my confidence in you. Great is my pride in boasting on your behalf. I am filled to the brim with comfort. I am overflowing with joy in spite of all our trouble. For even when we arrived in Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were oppressed at every turn. Conflicts and disputes without, fears and dread within. But God who comforts and encourages the depressed and the disquieted comfort us, comforted us by the arrival of Titus. And not only by his arrival, but also by his account of the encouragement which he received in regard to you. So see, Titus brought word of the Corinthians to Paul, and this was encouraging. He told us about your longing for us, your mourning over sin, and how eagerly you took my part and supported me so that I rejoiced even more. So he had good news and that they had received, you know, he had written the first letter to the Corinthians and here he, had, he was getting some response and some information back. And it was good. It was good information, good response. For even though I did grieve you with my letter, I do not regret it now, though I did regret it, for I see that the letter hurt you, though only for a little while. He was a little fussy at him in that first letter, but he had to be. I mean, they needed to know better. 
Yet I am glad now, not because you were hurt and made sorry, but because your sorrow led to repentance and you turned back to God. And for you, oh, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. <clears throat> I added an extra and, I was getting it from the, the sentence above. Let's go back. But because your sorrow led to repentance and you turned back to God, for you felt a grief such as God meant you to feel, so that you might not suffer loss in anything on our account. For godly sorrow that is in accord and with the... Not there I'm adding an and that time from nowhere. For godly sorrow that is in accord with the will of God produces a repentance without regret, leading to salvation. But worldly sorrow, the hopeless sorrow of those who do not believe, produces death. So he's talking about, you know, they they were hurt, they they, and they were sorrowful for, you know, the wrong things they had done, and and his letter had actually helped lead them to repent and change. So that's that's the good news we're getting here from the Corinthians to Paul. For you can look back and see what an earnestness and authentic concern this godly sorrow has produced in you. What vindication of yourselves against charges that you tolerate sin? What indignation at sin? What fear of offending God? What longing for righteousness and justice? What passion to do what is right? What readiness to punish those who sin and, and those who tolerate sin? <clears throat> if you remember, there was someone they had to basically kind of disassociate with for a while just to try to try to you know, get them to change their ways, I believe. At every point, you have proved yourselves to be innocent in the matter. So even though I wrote to you as I did, it was not for the sake of the offender, nor for the sake of the one offended, but in order to make evident to you, before God, how earnestly you do care for us and your willingness to accept our authority. It is for this reason we are comforted and encouraged. So they took to heart what he had written to them and told them, and they, they acted on it. And in addition to our comfort, we were especially delighted at the joy of Titus, because you have refreshed his spirit. For if I have boasted to him at all concerning you, I was not disappointed. But just as everything we ever said to you was true, so our boasting about you to Titus has proved true also. His affection is greater than ever as he remembers the obedience to his guidance that all of you exhibited, and how you received him with the greatest respect. I rejoice that in everything I have perfect confidence in you. So he's he's really praising them, and rightfully so. I mean, if they they took they took his words to heart, and they they changed what they were doing, and they accepted Titus in, and they, you know, they followed. Titus's personal guidance, because Titus was there, you know, personally, whereas Paul had just written a letter. So, and it sounds like they really, really improved themselves and really came out the other side to their benefit, which is great, which is great. So, I mean, this chapter is basically all about <laughs> the previous letter and their response back to Paul, and he's He's happy with them and for them for their improvements and for their changes. Um, these are wonderful things. I mean, he does allude to the fact that they had, 
he and I forget is he traveling with Barnabas still I don't remember but he and whoever he's traveling with they were having a rough time in Macedonia so they were you know dread they were uh, afraid for their lives at some point so um, so part of this too is explaining why he did not come to Corinth again before now so uh, but nonetheless he is uh, he's very happy with them the improvements they've made the changes they've made um, that's all very good uh, you know it's all it's all a very positive letter if you I mean a positive chapter this part and if you remember from the previous letter there were a lot of troubles there were a lot of issues so so he's really happy that they've made good progress it doesn't mean everything's perfect but you know and he's he's very happy and uh, rejoicing with them on their improvement so um, we should all we should all improve ourselves that good you know <laughs> that greatly <laughs> alright so um, that is the end of uh, chapter 7 in 2nd Corinthians I want to thank you for listening Hope you have a wonderful day, and remember, God loves you.